Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom and welcome to the Land of Israel Network. And shalom and welcome to my home. It's the night before my daughter's bat mitzvah. I couldn't get out to Jerusalem to record with Rabbi Mike. And it is a seminal Torah portion called Lech Lecha. Uh, but we have instead a very special guest, and that is... Uh, my beloved daughter, Leah Batzion, who has just turned 12, and tomorrow night, it's her bat mitzvah. Leah, shalom and welcome to the show. Hi, Abba. It's great to have you on the show. How does it feel to be uh, so grown up? <laughs> it's awesome. Okay. Now, uh, Leah Batzion, I want to talk a few things about this Torah portion, but before I get to the Torah portion, I want to talk about uh, Yom Ha'aliyah. Today was the 7th of Cheshvan, which is designated in the state of Israel as Yom Ha'aliyah, which is a day that celebrates uh, Aliyah. I had a, a hand in writing that law. Hopefully that's the first of many laws. I have other laws that I want to write, Bezrat Hashem. Uh, but I want you to know that that a miracle of miracles happen in that the 7th of Cheshvan, which the state of Israel celebrates Aliyah, is actually the day that Malka and I, your mom and I, actually made Aliyah to the land of Israel. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. And so Aliyah Day is very special. However, uh, I always say that uh, Aliyah, coming to the land of Israel, is actually made up of at least two parts, and that is one, leaving the diaspora, leaving America, in our case America, but it could be anywhere, and then the other part is coming to the land of Israel. Leaving where you're from is Lopashut. It's not easy, right? We, You and I, you've already moved three times in your life, right? And so leaving is not that easy. Uh but the Torah does not need a lot of words to tell us all this message of how hard it is to leave to, to come to Eretz Yisrael and how hard it is to come into Eretz Yisrael. Listen to these words. It says, it says um, uh, uh, we're talking about the Torah portion that we're first introduced to Avram, who is going to become Avraham in this week's Torah por- portion as well. We have uh, a Pasuk that it says, uh, where is it? Uh, well, first it says, actually, before I get to that, it says um, that Hashem, Hashem says to Avram, I'm going to take you to a land which I will show you. Have you heard of this, Pasuk? Of course. Okay. Areka could mean two things. I will show you where the land is. I will also show you off. I will show the world who Avraham is in the <laughs> land of Israel. The nation of Israel is is shown to the world in the land of Israel. That's where we shine. That's where we're shown. You see, you see so, so, so Hashem is going to take you, right? I'm going to show you to the world. And you know, when we come to Beit Mikdash, there's a mitzvah, to see and to be seen, right? Yeah, Avram needs to be seen. What do we call that in, in uh, Hanukkah? We want everybody to see the nerot, the candles. There's a mitzvah. What's the mitzvah of Hanukkah? The mitzvah is to put the candles in a place where you could show the candles, where other people know it's Hanukkah. They see the candles and they feel the candles. Right. That's right. And uh, do you remember the term for that? Not exactly. Pirsume Nisa? Oh. Right? Lefarsemetanes, right? To, to, ma- to make it well known. Uh, so that is the land of Israel. I'm going to take you there. And then he says, Vesecha legoy gadol. I'm going to make you into a big nation. I'm going to, or Shmecha, excuse me. I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make your name big. 
right? But isn't it's like you're going to make Avram's name big? Isn't what Avram thinks to himself? All I want to do is to make your name big, Hashem, right? Uh, so, so, so it's like you're going to show me off. You're going to show me Avram off. I want to show you off. There's a relationship like that. It's like Hashem's like, I'm going to make you big. I'm going to show you off to the world. And Avram's like, I'm going to make you big. I'm going to show you off to the world, right? It's the same as me and my brother Elazar, where sometimes we'll be like, I love you more. And then Elazar comes to me and he's like, no, I love you more. It's like a show of love to each other. And then we become one. That's right. So there's that pasuk that I was going to tell you. It says that they uh, took all the nefesh asher asu becharan, which is the place that they, they were living that's in southern Turkey. And they, they converted a lot of people and they came with them. And it says, They came out, they left to go towards the land of Israel, and they came into the land of Israel. The Torah makes it sound very easy to right. leave a different country, your home, your family. It makes it, it makes it sound so easy, but is there like a reason for why it looks so easy? Because the Torah is very short in words. It's called in English laconic. It doesn't use a lot of words on purpose. And it shows you the depth when you have like, when you know what Aliyah is, so you're like, wow, leaving America. That's like a big thing in itself. And then coming to the land of Israel, there's another big thing. It's like two different mitzvahs here, two different two different inyonim, two different you know issues. Uh, and the Torah just goes, see, it says... Uh, you could just read it very quickly. And I actually wanted to stop to say to people, like, look at the depth of the Torah. It just uses very tiny words. And you got to be like, what does it mean when it says that they left to go to the land of Canaan and uh, they finally came to the land of Canaan? By the way, there's a joke about that. Do you want to hear an old joke, Leah? Yes. Okay, the old joke goes like this. There was once a Jew in a shul and he, he got what I call the Aliyah Revelation. Before the Aliyah Revolution, you get the Aliyah Revelation. Your eyes light up. And he goes, look, look, every Pesach in the Torah, every Pesach in the Torah, it's got Eretz Yisrael, it's got Eretz Yisrael. I gotta go, we gotta go to Eretz Yisrael. Everybody's gotta make Aliyah. So he was bugging everybody for a year. This happens in American shuls. It happens around the world. Suddenly a Jew gets the bug. to He hears <laughs> the call to Eretz Yisrael. And, and they go to him, so go already. So he goes to Eretz Yisrael, and after a year, he comes back, and he makes a year he died from Eretz Yisrael. He comes back Oy. to live in the diaspora. So they asked him, what happened? He goes, I couldn't live without the yearning for Eretz Yisrael. Okay? Yeah. That's the old joke, which is like, a, <laughs> I, like sometimes like a person wants the feeling like he's yearning for it, but then when he gets, gets it, he's like, ah, oh, but I miss the yearning feeling. Anyway, it's an old joke. Um, I don't know. Always if it's, keep uh, moving forward. That's right. Amen. Um, so then Avram is going to come to Shechem. That's the first place uh, both Avram and Yaakov come to. Who's, in, who's buried in Shechem in the end? Leah? Yosef. That's right. Yosef at Tzadik is buried there. Then he goes to a place which you know, which is uh, between the I and between Beit El. Do you know what place? I think that is. Some, some archaeologists think this as well. Bein Ha'ayu, Bein Beit El. Where's that place? That's called Baal Chatzor. Har Baal Chatzor. Do you remember that mountain? I think so. Do you remember when we lived in Beit El, across, you would look north, you would see Ofra, and then uh, above it is a mountain with two peaks, 
and it has a radar dishes on top of it that look like a golf ball. Do you remember that? I think so. Okay, that's called Baal Chatzor. It's the, one of the tallest mountains in the land of Israel. Yep. Okay, that's where he went to it, and he made a, he made korbanot there. So uh, Avram is is going to go in, in the land. There's going to be a famine, and so they they uh, they go down to Egypt. Uh, Sarah gets taken, and then the house of Paro gets curses on it. And then somehow Paro knows that uh, that uh, that it's actually not Avram's sister, Avram's sister, but actually his wife. wife. Uh, and uh, they kind of return back to the land of Israel, and they come back much richer. And then after they come back richer, guess what happens? There's a fight between Lot and his his nephew Lot uh, and uh, Lot's uh, flock herders, sheep herders. Uh, the and Avram's right, sheep herders. Right. So they get they get into a fight, and basically they they decide to to get a distance between them. By the way, listen to this. He arrive. There was a fight between Roe, the she, the, her, the herders of Mikne Avram, and Roe Mikne Lot, the herders of the flock of Lot and Avram, and then it says immediately, <coughs> that the Canaanite and the Perizzite sits in the land. A lot of people don't understand why is the what's the pasuk have to do with it. It's like they're in a fight, and then immediately it says that there's other there's goyim, other nations in the land. Maybe the reason is because, um, maybe it's because that's the reason of their fight. Maybe what they were fighting about is letting the sheep eat from other people's grass, which is, I swear to do it to another Jew and to other people. But maybe they're, it's stealing. But one of the things I think that they were fighting about is maybe if it's not Jews and it's Canaan, uh, it's other people. Maybe then you are allowed f- to eat from their grass to steal from it. Right, and 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 that is you're you're really uh, uh, recalling a Rashi. And the Rashi says that uh, the the sheep herders of uh, of Lot were like, hey, you know, Lo- we're inheriting this land; it's ours already. And Avraham's sheep herders were like, no, we can't steal from other people. But I I actually want to say something very different, which is this pasuk. There's similar pasukim throughout. Usually it says, it says, it says, There was a fight between basically Abraham, Avraham, and Avram and Lot. And when there's a fight between Jews, guess what? The Canaanite is in the land. The, the, the other nations are strong when we're divided. From then until now. Right. So, so that's just, but, but again, here's a tiny pasuk. It's like saying to you, um, oh, you're fighting? Well, guess what? The enemies are going to be strong then, because you don't know how to do achdut. You don't know how to do achdut. Uh, so then they they split off. They split off and, and divide. And and Abraham and Hashem says to Abraham, "I'm going to give you this land." Very famous verses, and he says to him this famous uh, bracha. He says, "Kum hitalech ba'aretz." Remember this the song, "Kum hitalech ba'aretz." There's ben different versions, right? Just get up and walk the land. And that's, you know, Labatzion, especially for your generation, like walking the land of Israel is like learning Torah. It's like learning Torah. It's like there's something that the land talks to you, Hashem talks to you through walking the land. Sometimes there's even Torah in the land. Have you ever seen the picture from space that they have of the area of Betel where you and I used to live? So there's like a Yud, there's a Shem's name, a, a, a Yud and a He and then a Vav and a He uh, in the mountains. 
You could see it. It's really amazing. Really? Yeah, so the land of oh. Israel itself uh, hides, hides God's name. And then Avram goes down to Hebron, and that's where we meet Hebron. Then there was a very famous fight between um, the four and the five kings. Surprisingly, uh, I don't really know that one very well because uh, when I was at school in Kita Aleph, first grade, I actually missed the days where they taught about that, so I would like to hear some more about this the war. This story. Well, the war was, was, was about control, control of the land, and there were some, some uh, non-local kings from, uh, from kind of northeast Syria, and they came down, and they're controlling uh, the, this area, and there was, there was a rebellion. But in any case, guess, guess who was taken? Lot was taken hostage. And, and Avram, and this is something very interesting, he actually, so far we've learned Avram, he's a peacemaker, he's a preacher, he's a spiritual master. You didn't think of Avram the warrior, but you know what? The rule of the Middle East is, if you respect me, I will respect you. If we can talk peace, let's talk peace. But if you make war with me, I make war on you. I got. I know how to make war. That's the thing about Israel, right? We're like proud that we're a high tech nation and we're a spiritual nation. We got Torah. We got all these things. But another part is like, but if you mess with us, we will mess you up. We are strong. That's right. Hashem gives us strength, but we are not embarrassed to say we're a fighting power. We're a, we're a, we're a military power. We've always been. That's right. Except when we're in Galut, and not as much, right? Sad. So there you go. So so uh, they they fight. They bring back uh, Lot, and then actually we're going to meet a very holy city in a hidden way, which is Yerushalayim. We're going to meet it. It says that Malkitzedek Melech Shalem Lechem Malkitzedek, who's probably Shem, the son of Noach, uh, was the ruler of the king in Jerusalem. He was actually a Kohen. He was a, he was a Kohen of to to the God Most High. And 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 in the there's there's a great movie. Did you ever see? Did mommy ever let you see the Turner Classics, t- uh, Abraham, the movie Abraham? I probably have not seen it. Fabulous movie, and they really show that like when Abraham meets Shem, when he meets Malkitzedek, it's like he finally meets somebody who understands that there's a there's a God of this universe, and he finally is like, oh, I'm not alone in this world. There's somebody who who. Who knows the truth that there is a God in this world? Did Melchizedek find out about Hashem, learn about Hashem through Avram or hearing about Avram? Remember that Shem is the son of Noach. Noach was a tzaddik. His father was a tzaddik. So they had a tradition. They had a tradition. This family had a tradition. But it is a good. It is a good way to think about it. That, that wait, uh, Melchizedek was Shem. According to the Midrash, Melchizedek is Shem, son of Noach. Oh. Yeah. Avraham is very worried, though, that he's not going to have uh, anybody to inherit the land. So he says to Hashem, like, uh, you know, who's going to inherit the, my, my property in this land? Is it going to be Damascus Eliezer? Eliezer, my servant from Damascus? Um, Hashem did say he would give him a big family, a big uh, future. So how's that going to work out? By the way, this is the night before Leah's bat mitzvah celebration, if you didn't know that, okay? <laughs> Tomorrow, she, she's practicing her speeches. She's got everything going. So we're going through this fast, and we're going to talk about your bat mitzvah in a second. Uh, Hashem takes, uh, um, Hashem takes uh, uh, Avram out. He shows him the stars, and he says, your children are going to be, this This is how many children are going to be. And it was, and, and it says, very famous verse, it says, lo tzedakah. And it was thought, and because... 
Avraham believed it was considered a tzedakah for him. He did a good thing that he believed in God. Even though he was old, even though he didn't have any children, he believed. Some people say, no, that Avraham thought of Hashem as being righteous and, and give, giving back to him. Well, Hashem is righteous. Hashem is righteous. Um, we're going to finish off with just one more section, which I want to talk about. We'll talk more about the stuff that we missed next week. And that is one of my favorite scenes and one of the most misunderstood and dramatic scenes in the Torah, which is Brit Benapatarim. It's such a cool part. Right. What happens there? Do you remember? He takes a lot of animals. He cuts them. He puts them in different places. It's even a little scary, this story. Yes. Yes, it's absolutely scary. And it's meant to be such. And what Avram does is he cuts nine animals from nose to tail. Right down the middle. Okay, there you right go. Right in half. Right in half, right? Uh, and he puts them facing one another. Now, in the old, in that time. Wait, one thing. Yeah. How do in a weird scientific way, how are these animals not falling down when they're standing on a like they're not two standing. legs? They're not they standing. were lying put, down. The animals are dead, so they're lying down. Ugh. And then you and then and then you and then you cut them in Ugh. half. And the way it used to be in the in those times, what's called Ugaritic times, is that uh, is that you would make. Uh, a contract with another person, then you would cut an animal and both parties would stand between these uh, parts. Uh, some Why people have say, I never heard of this thing? Well, it was because it, it it's, you know, 3,800 years old. So Also not something everybody likes to discuss. No, we don't We don't make contracts like that anymore. Just a handshake <laughs> will do, you know, that's enough. Uh, but, a little money? Yeah, but uh, a little lolly. Okay, so, <laughs> so you cut between nose and, and the toe. Uh, excuse me, nose and the tail, and then uh, and then both parties walk between them, or both parties stand between them. Some people say that it means that both that that like if we don't fulfill the sides of the contract, then this is what's going to happen to us. Other people say no, because we have a contract. It's like two halves of a whole. But like the bottom each line, each person gets their own right. Like, but thing. imagine now, now how many we have nine animals. Cut them into two. How many pieces are there? Eighteen. Eighteen bloody. Chai. That's, that's right. First thing, there's chai pieces. That's right. And second thing, and geometry of chai. Right. But also, just imagine the scene: nine animals in a row, nine animals in a row, cut in half, and they're uh, like, and there's like a path between them. Do you know what animals were there? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It tells you, <clears throat> it tells you exactly which animals. And so, uh, but like, you know. Uh, you know, three three ox and th- three uh, three goats, and it's like, you know, a little gross. Yeah, it's 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 totally gross. And then Hashem knocks out Avram. He like puts him to sleep, and he and he puts a tardema on him. He puts he puts him to sleep like an anesthetic, a little bit like Adam, right? When he, when he took out the rib. Yeah. And he says, um, and he says, he says, Vayomer Avraham, Avram. You should know Yadotada, know this, Kigeriazarchabaretz Beeritz Lolahem. Your 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 seed is going to be uh, um a sojourner in a land not theirs, and they're going to be slaves for four hundred years. By the way, when the Torah says four hundred years, it doesn't necessarily mean four hundred years. What it means is it's a it's what's called a typological number, which means it's like four hundred years means a long time. That's what a it means. A big pile of time. Right, okay? Uh, and and then it says uh, I'm going to also judge the nation 
that uh, that enslaved your children, and they're going to leave. Finally, your children are going to leave with a lot of pro- with a lot of wealth, uh, and you yourself are going to be buried in an old age and, and, and satiated. And the fourth generation will come here, and then finally he sees the the sun is set, and he sees a tanur ashan. What's a tanur ashan? It's a kiln. It's a very smoky. Um, uh, a kind of uh, oven, a kiln what, oven. What do you what do you use it for? for to make pottery. Oh. To make stuff, but it's very very hot and it's very smoky. Uh, and he sees that and and a lapid esh. What's a lapid like a pillar of fire, which goes between these two gzarim. What are the gzarim? These two like halves. like animal halves. Right. So, so he walks between them. Right. And and that's and that's the uh, and then and then and then it said. That 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 there was a covenant made between Avram uh, and um, and Hashem that Avram said that Hashem said to Avram, "I'm going to give you all this land from the Nile until the Nahar Gadol. What's Nahar Gadol? That's Nahar Prat. Nahar Prat, the Euphrates. I hope bemet bemet. One of my hopes in my life is to see the Euphrates one time in my life, Bezrat Hashem. And then it lists the seven nations." That uh, that 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 Avram is going to the children of Avram are going to inherit the seven nations. So what's going on here? What's with this like? What's with this really kind of gross scene? And then he knocks Avram out, and then he says to him, uh, and and then he sees fire and and smoke going between them. Well, first of all, the big fire pillar already reminds us of Mitzrayim, the right. big fire pillar that was at night and it was strong and it and it stopped a ton of things and it protected them, which is also a big thing. Right. Um, it might also bring a little bit of like, be careful from what you your nation's going to do, what your mm-hmm. people are going to do. Like, I could do things to them. Please be careful. Keep yourself... Um, in my ways, in the Torah ways that haven't been written yet, but but to stay on the good side. Mm-hmm. Good. So so I like what you said in the beginning, especially because I really believe very deeply that what's going on in Brit Bain of Tarim is that it's actually a picture of Yitziat Mitzrayim, especially Kriyat Yamsuf. It's actually yes. a div- what what's happening here is he's showing him a YouTube clip. Okay, a little video of what uh, the splitting of the Red Sea is going to look like. It's going to look like this. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be the this, this split and then a pillar of smoke and fire going to be between them. And then your children are going to come out of there. They've been there for 400 years and they're going to come out. I'm going to judge the other nations. And, all, and also maybe the blood of the animals are the blood of the Mitzrayim. They all get mm-hmm. killed. Uh-huh. They die. They... Very good. Very good. So... So really, Breed Ben Abtarim, and if you read the language, what it's telling you is about Breed Ben Abtarim, what, what is it really saying? Your children are going to go into exile, and they're going to come back, and I'm going to bring them back, and I'm going to give you this land. Uh, and and Le'abatzion, like, uh, when I raise you, I sometimes have to think to myself, like, you know, I have to make sure that she can develop her own thinking and political thinking. You know, but people like myself understand that the Torah, when it's saying these things, it's talking about now today, that we're supposed to inherit this land. We're supposed to hold on to this land. We're supposed to walk this land. 
We're not supposed to have enemies, you know, control us in this land. Um, and of course, that's that's different psukim that we're not reading today. But but Yitziat Mitzrayim, the Exodus, the coming back to the land of Israel, the inheriting of this land—that's the program. That's the program. You know, Lal, well, let me tell you a little story. I was in a um, I was in a uh, fundraising course in Vienna. Do you remember I went to Vienna? Yes. Yeah? Okay. You told a lot about it. Yeah. So there was there was very interesting stuff that happened there, and one of the things that happened was is that there was a guy teaching media stuff. And he says, okay, everybody send me a selfie that you think really describes who you are. So what did you send him? Okay, so everybody, so a lot of people sent totally regular selfies. And me, I had a little like Chevron uh, uh, um, kind of amulet, Star of David. You know the Star of David's with the little Marat Machpelah inside of it? I think, yes. So I took a picture of me holding this thing up. So the teacher, the next day, we had to send them selfies. The next day, he, he did a, a presentation, and he showed all kinds of people stuff, and then he put me on one side and this girl who held up the cross, right, in front of her. She had a little cross that she wore. And she took a selfie with the cross. So he says, look at these two people. What are they sending? What is the selfie that they're sending? They're saying, there's a program here. I'm part of the program. That's what the word he uses. He uses the word pro- pro- programma, you know, program. But there's a program. There's a story. And we're supposed to help fulfill that story. And so when I'm raising you, I have to make sure that, in my opinion, I have to I have to try to raise you in a way that you are part of the program. But at the same time, I also have to make sure that you reach these things with your own conclusions and believe in it deeply yourself. Not that I like, you know, gave it to you, but you have to come to these conclusions yourself. Um, I have been able to see a lot of Hebron, a lot of the areas. I know how I feel about things. And I feel like, especially this year, the last two years, I really feel like I'm building my idea of how the world should be. How should I believe in Hashem um, and and the way of loving Eretz Yisrael, loving the Jewish people, and also knowing how to deal with, with things that happen in our in our beautiful country, we sometimes have a little bit of hard things, mm-hmm. and I've I've learned the ways I want to go by. Uh, of course, I have many more things to learn, and I hope to learn them. I want to learn more. I want to get more into my mind. But Baruch Hashem, I'm learning and I'm go and I'm growing. Yefeh and Baruch Hashem and, and thank thank Hashem really that, that He's given you uh, those kochot, those strengths. Tomorrow night, uh, we, we party. We party. We, you have a you have a tour to give uh. of Marat Machpela and a speech. We still have to go over the tour one more time. And you have, you're speaking in English and in Hebrew. Oh, uh, it's so right? scary. And in Swahili, no, not in Swahili. Uh, but you what have, language is Swahili? It's a it's the Swahili people speak it. Uh, the Swahili's. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a, it's an African language, but. Uh, you are you are going to have a lot of fun. Also, your, a lot of your girlfriends are coming, and your family's coming from America and from Israel, from all over the place. So that's like a it's like a big deal, right? Yeah, they're coming. They're going to see everything. They're going to know everything. It's going to be a great time. You're going to see people that you haven't seen for a while. You're also going to see your brand new cousin, uh, Sarah. Oh, I can't wait to Sarah Navodelia, which is my sister Rachel's uh, brand new daughter, Baruch Hashem. She was almost born in our house, and I didn't get to see her yet. That's right. She was born on Sukkot, Baruch Hashem. So we have Yom Aliyah, we have uh, your Bat Mitzvah, we have Parshat Lech Lecha. By the way, Lech Lecha is, you know, when you look at Lech Lecha, it's really Gematria 100. 
a person's supposed to say a hundred blessings a day. Also, it's also, but if you if you take out the zeros, which is a, another way of counting called mispar katan, lech lecha is really five and five. Like you see lech lecha, you also see the ten commandments. Lech lecha, you see the ten, the the the, the one, one side and one side. right, one tablet and the other tablet, and that's really what where where where, where is Avram walking to? He's walking to receive the Torah, really, you know, and to give the Torah to the wor- to Am Yisrael and to the world. So that's really cool. Um, one more thing that we forgot to do, uh, to say, is that in Yud Aleph this week, this Shabbos, Yud Aleph in Cheshvan is Yom Ptirat Rachel Imenu. That's right. Rachel uh, um, passes away in this day, and it's a big day. A lot of people go pray. Um, we do a lot of celebrations. I know in my school there's a Malava Malka that the end of the Shabbos, like the uh, going away from Shabbos, the oh, pardoning. Wow. Um, there's a there's a Malava Malka for Lelui Nishmatai, not like she actually needs it because she is she, such she a tzedeket. She needs uh, she needs her daughters like you that live so close to her. To, to honor her and to remember her, to remember the story. That's what she needs. One thing that's cool about that Yom Aliyah is that the same week of uh, Yom Tirat Rachel Imenu is that they say, V'shavu banim legvulam. They talk about Rachel also, like, Mini kolech mi bechi v'dimaich ve... Einaich mi dimaich. Ki yesh sachal lepulotech. Hashem is going to bring Am Yisrael back. It's going to... Everybody's going to come to Eretz Israel. Everybody needs to see our beautiful country and maybe even live in this country. It's the best place to be. And um, one thing that you like to say all the time is that when, when you make Aliyah, Bezrat Hashem, that everybody should make Aliyah, is to go to Kever Rachel and say, you, you need to keep praying, but don't pray about me. You I'm here. keep crying, but don't cry for me. I'm here. Right, I'm home. Exactly right. That's right. We're going to write one day. If you remind me, after your bat mitzvah, we'll, do a, like, we'll write something up and we'll give it to people to start saying. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Leah, uh, it's time for you to go to sleep. It's late. And Ooh. it's time for you to go to sleep and get some rest. I really appreciate that you joined me uh, on the Yishai Fleischer Show, which is broadcasting on which network again? Do you remember the name of the network? The Land of? Israel Network. The Land of Israel Network. Who started it? Do you know? Ari and Jeremy. Oh, Bemet? Yeah, they started this network. And this is the first time that I'm on their networks because already two times before they were on my networks on Arut Sheva and on Voice of Israel. But this time I'm on their network. Uh, they are is, doing a great job up there. Yeah. It's yeah, beautiful. On the, on the, um, on the uh, Arugot Farm, also known as Mount Gimple. Um, um, everybody um, should come and see their pool. That's the most amazing pool in the world, especially at night when the lights are on. It's cold. You see the beautiful country and the desert. And it's just amazing to see the coming of Eretz Israel, the coming of the Jews to Eretz Israel. It's just beautiful. I just want you to know that that uh, Uncle Jeremy doesn't really listen to the show, but Uncle Ari does. Okay, so <laughs> let's say a big hello to Uncle Ari. Hi! <laughs> and we hope to see him at the Bat Mitzvah tomorrow night as well. Uh, and lots of blessings from the land of blessings. That's one of the tag lines that I came with up for the land of Israel, together actually with a with a Gentile friend who was re- emailing me. Uh, he came up with something similar, but I tweaked it. Uh, blessings from the land of blessings, right? The land of there's yeah. all there's many kinds of blessings in, in this land. Hashem gives us many kinds of blessings, and there's always this interplay, folks. I just I just want you to know this. Like, just make sure you know that I that I know this and believe this, and you believe this, which is that. There's an interplay between the land of Israel and the Torah that we learn here. Those are and we live the Torah life. Those are two truths, 
and there's a spiritual center which is Jerusalem, and there's a spiritual center which are the forefathers and mothers. Both both of those are true. You know, we talk to, we walk the land, we learn its Torah. We talk to God, we walk in the footsteps of the forefathers and mothers. Yes. And you're walking the footsteps of great mothers, okay? Yeah. So God bless you. I know we all want to bless you, and let's 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 you know. People want to bless you when they hear you, but you know what? Let's send the blessing out to the world. Let's send the blessing out to all the good people who are listening. They should have a lot of strength, a lot of health, Amen. a lot of love, uh, a lot of welfare, parnasa, and uh, and a lot of connectivity. We live in a world of connectivity, of global connectivity. We got to make those connections meaningful. Okay, we got to make them meaningful. And, and, and strong Bezrat Hashem uh, will, will, will really Bezrat Hashem everybody will come see our beautiful country and come here and love it as much as we do right and if they can't come here right now they can be part of it by listening to the show yes. or to this network or having a glass of wine from the land of Israel okay? every Shabbos every Shabbos or every morning I mean or every <laughs> <laughs> or that every sounds evening. a little I, too much Abba. No, a, good, a good glass of wine is important <laughs> L'chaim, everybody. L'chaim. God bless you L'chaim. from Judea. Mazal tov leah. And enjoy Parshat Lech Lecha. Amazing, amazing secrets are in there. We will be back next week, hopefully, with Rabbi Mike and Malka Fleischer after she recovers uh, from, uh, from this ordeal. <laughs> I mean, Simcha. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what else? I see the picture of the Lubavitcher Rebbe here to my left. And I want to say to you that I really hope that you walk in the, in the footprints of, in, in the footsteps of the forefathers of Torah, of the land of Israel, but also of Chassidut, Chassidut which, which, uncovers, which uncovers really the, the, the deeper meaning. Of, of Judaism. That's right. All right, folks, more great stuff is on the way. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected. God bless you from the land of blessings. Again, love from Israel, and Shalom. Shalom. On the latest episode of Rejuvenation with Eve Harrow, Eve meets with the Women's Delegation of Israel Bonds and interviews Michelle Klar, National Director of the Women's Division, about the organization and the role women play in helping Israeli society. I think it's affected each and every person on this delegation to realize, what can I do to make a lasting impact? For the full interview, click on Rejuvenation with Eve Harrow on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com.